<laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my pretty much daily live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Hi, shop best on the yard. Uh, I am Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show. I look tired. Yeah, um, I'm a little, I'm a little sleepy, it's a little tired. It's been a rough day. Um, as I was saying, um, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Legal Dish. Uh, oh, excuse me. Owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help entrepreneurs like yourself um, get your business paperwork together. So if you need help with things like um, contracts, uh, registering your business with the state, EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, um, brand protection through trademarks, patents or copyrights, um, hiring employees properly, I help you do all of that. Uh, why am I qualified to help you? I'm so happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 13 years and counting. I have had, I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I have started, um, I have had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many of you have um, amazing business ideas. And if you're going to make it in business, there are just some things that you're going to need to know. Um, now, uh, if you would like to set up a business strategy session with me, you can set up a free 15-minute uh, consultation if you're a first-time client by going to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you can also pick up my trademark toolkit, which gives you uh, the foundation that you need to start protecting your brand out there in these streets. Um, it's really easy to get into business these days and a lot of people's ideas are getting stolen. So it's really important that you know how to protect your brand. Um, yeah. All right. Since the other night, if I look tired, it's because, um, one, I've been up for a really long time and two, uh, if you notice, I don't have my glasses on. Um, I went to the eye doctor yesterday and um, I've got contacts in, but my eyes are still a little sensitive and getting used to them. So, all right. Okay. All right. So on to the show. Um, the way that this works, if you are a new viewer, is that um, I pull stories from the news, from pop culture, from things that we, that we know, things that we care about. And I use them to demonstrate business concepts that can be a little abstract. Um, so I am going to ask for your participation. This is not me talking at you. This is a dialogue. So I'm going to ask you to, you know, mash some buttons, give me your opinions. Um, and I'm also, and if you have any questions, if you have any comments, feel free to drop them in, um, in the comment box. Okay. Um, but let's get started. Um, I want to see at least one ready. Let me see a ready. Let me see a ready. Eight, eight. Let me see you're ready so we can get started. Bum, bum, bum. Hey, podcast land. I know that you're ready out there because you're listening. 
All right, we're going to get started because I don't want any dead air for the Okay, we've got one ready. All right, so the first story that we are talking about, ladies and gentlemen, I actually posted this in my stories today. Um, I saw a story that said uh, Fox has fought Fox, the network, the, um, thank you for the ready, Sincere39, the network, the, the entertainment network, they have filed a trademark for the phrase OK Boomer. Now, if you watch the show regularly, you know that I talked about OK Boomer last week. Um, apparently, it's a phrase that's gaining popularity. It's meant to refer to, like, the baby boomer generation. For, um, it's how, like, the younger generations are referring to baby boomers. Um and there have been trademarks filed for OK Boomer, but they've been for merchandise. So Fox has filed a trademark for OK Boomer, and they are planning on coming out with a TV show about it. So um, this story counts because it shows that you can have a trademark for the same thing in different industries. Trademarks are very narrow. You don't have a blanket trademark when you tr- when you trademark a logo or a word. It is only for your industry. That's why the golden arches only count in the fast food industry. If somebody else wanted to have golden arches for power tools, technically they could. But, you know, we all know the golden arches belong to McDonald's, right? Um, but my question to you, because we know that this is okay, there's not going to be any clash, is do you think that this show, if it comes out, how long do you think it's going to last? Because Fox has a tendency of putting out shows that, like, flop immediately. Like, I remember there was one show, I don't even think they got past three episodes and they pulled it. So, um, this OK Boomer TV show that apparently they filed a trademark for, do you think that uh, it's going to be able to do well? Because obviously it's going to have to do with, you know, the younger generation dealing with the older generation. So what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Mm-mm. What do you think? Wow, you guys are quiet tonight. Um, I don't think it's going to do well. Again, um, this is something that's very specific. Um, I don't know. We don't know how long this OK Boomer um, trend is going to last. Uh, unless they do it really well and, you know, it ends up something like that 70s show, which which was actually a really good show. I don't think OK Boomer is going to do that well. Um what do you have to say, Tanya? Tanya, um, why what? Cancel? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that show, if it comes out, because again, they've only filed the trademark. That doesn't mean that they're absolutely going to come out with the show, because in, you know, TV and movies, people, you know, they pitch things all the time, but they don't necessarily get picked up. Um, if it does get past that and they do run the show, I give it a max of six episodes. Fox is not good at maintaining long running shows. Um, I can't remember the last one that they did. Anyway, let's move on. Um, the next story that we are talking about, this has to do with, um, 
protecting your brand when it comes to nonprofits. Now, usually when we're talking about protecting your brand and trademarks and things like that, we're always talking about, you know, companies out there trying to make money. However, if you are in the, in the nonprofit arena, you are also responsible for protecting your name. Um, and we have a case demonstrating that today. So, uh, if you have heard of the Better Angels Society, please give me a B in the comments. Um, and if you have heard of the Institute for American Values, please give me an A in the comments. So if you've heard of the Better Angels Society, give me a B in the comments. If you've heard of the Institute for American Values, give me an A in the comments. And if you have not heard of either, give me a thumbs down. Uh, um, and going back to Tanya's question, she asked, why is Fox unable to run series successfully? I honestly don't know. You'd think with all their money, they would put some, you know, money into some decent writers, but they just slap anything together. High capital credit. Okay. Tanya has not heard of either of those companies. Hi, um, hello. Okay. That's fine. Um, and I don't expect you to, to, um, to know about them. Better Angel Society uh, is a nonprofit that is, um, its mission is to educate Americans about their history using documentary films. So it is a nonprofit for documentaries. Um, and the Institute for American Values um, is a political action group. Um, they are very focused on traditional values like traditional marriage um, and uh you know, uh, kind of like a right-wing conservative group. Um, so these two don't necessarily, okay, I got a thumbs down from Sincere. So these thing, these two don't necessarily have anything to do in common with each other, right? Here's the problem. Better Angel Society, this nonprofit that is aimed at, you know, teaching Americans about its history through documentaries, um, had to sue this political action committee because the com the political action committee was collecting money under the phrase uh, of a their better angels campaign so someone who isn't paying attention and let's say they heard of better angel society and they know oh i'm a big documentary fan so i'm going to you know donate money to this but then they hear about this better angels campaign that's being run by a right wing conservative group um that you know that that may not mesh with this person's values that could be very confusing you might donate money to um, an organization that you don't believe in. So it was, so the owner of this, um, I should say the founder of this nonprofit, his name is Ken Burns. He's a very, uh, a famous documentary maker or something. Um, he sued this political action committee for trademark infringement because he uses the phrase better angels in the furtherance of this nonprofit. Um, and he actually won. The, the Institute for American Values has to stop this uh, Better Angels campaign and stop collecting money under it. Um, so, uh, again, this is a great demonstration of, of how protecting your trademark, it does not just apply 
to you know when you're in business and trying to make a profit this is literally a non-profit they're here to you know um to to better the world the point of a non-profit is to better the world right but you still have to protect your name because your name is your value you don't want to tarnish your name this documentary society they may not agree with the political values of the institute for american values so they don't want them aligning their names together all right so if we understand that give me a star in the comments as to why it's important to protect your brand in the nonprofit arena. Give me a star in the comments. Give me a star. Oh, oh, oh. Give me a star. Um, people in podcast land, uh, if you ever want to join in on the fun, you can join me at least Monday through Thursday. Thank you for the star sincere 39 on Facebook and Instagram live, and you can ask your questions. All right. So, um, we are going to our third story, which is actually, actually has to do with the title of this broadcast. Um, if you have heard of the vegan butcher, give me a V in the comments. Tanya had a comment. Thank you for the stars, Tanya. If you have heard of the vegan butcher, give me a star in the comment. So the reason why I named this show is what is a vegan butcher is what is a vegan butcher? The whole point of a butcher is that they cut up meat. How can you be a vegan butcher? But apparently that is a thing. All right. So while you guys, uh, you know, put your thing, uh, comments in the box. Um, so there is a company out in, out in the Midwest. Um, and they are a vegan deli. Um, so they have, you know, like, um, substitute meat products and non-dairy cheeses and things like that. I would never step foot in a place like this. I am a carnivore to my heart. I like meat. Um, but they are a flourishing business. Uh, the thing is, this business, what they, when they started out in 2016, they wanted to name themselves The Vegan Butcher, and they applied for the trademark in 2017 and were denied, and the USPTO denied them because they said it was merely descriptive. So they said that Vegan Butcher was not anything that set them apart in the marketplace. It simply described who they were. And remember that descriptive trademarks don't really fare well. Hi, I am Stacy Joy, right? So here's the thing. In 2018, Nestle, this big conglomerate company, comes through and files a trademark application for the, the vegan butcher. And lo and behold, their application got accepted. Um, apparently, they're going to be using it to market plant-based snacks and meals. So, um, now this company in the Midwest that wanted to be called the vegan butcher, they ended up, hi, Miss Whitney. They ended up naming themselves the herbivorous butcher. Herbivorous is just a fancy word for vegan. So now the herbivorous butcher has gone to the USPTO. They have filed a lawsuit and they want one of two things. They either want um, the right to use the name the vegan butcher because they applied for it already and were denied 
or they want the the phrase the vegan butcher to be public domain so that it can't be trademarked so nobody can use it so i'm asking you guys as an audience is what do you think the remedy should be here do you think that the vegan butcher is something that is so like um it's so distinctive that it deserves trademark protection and that uh or or do you think that it is something that should be a, a, a public word like it's too generic what do you think about that because that was the original argument when they denied the herbivorous butcher they said this is just descriptive this just says what you do it's not really anything special but then two years later you give that trademark to nestle for pretty much the same thing so do you think that the vegan butcher is a distinctive enough phrase to be trademarked what do y'all think um, and just so you know, right now this case is in the discovery phase, so they're, so they're getting all their evidence together, um, so they can, uh, you know, look at the facts and see what happened and see what kind of decisions should be made. Um, whenever you have a trial, there's always a period where they're getting all their facts together. So that's the phase that they're in now. But we're not on the jury, we're not the judge, but we can still give our opinion um, Sincere39 thinks so. Sincere39 thinks that the vegan butcher is a distinctive enough phrase that it deserves trademark protection. Okay, so if it's distinctive enough, what do you think should happen in this case? Um, Shop Best in the Yard is not sure. If it's distinctive enough, what do you think should happen in this case? Do you think that this, the, the former, the herbivorous butcher, this small vegan deli, that they should have the right to use the name because remember they applied already and they were denied so we don't even know why nestle got it so what should happen to the herbivores butcher should, how should they be remedied or should they be remedied at all what do you guys think what do y'all think um while you guys put that in there, I want to remind you that you can always pick up the trademark toolkit by going to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Sometimes trademark concepts can be a little bit out there, but the trademark toolkit really breaks it down into everyday, basic, common English so you understand how to better protect your brand out there in the world, okay? Um, Sincere39 said they should get the trademark. It sounds like Nestle paid someone off. Mm. Because remember, people, the, the USPTO, in terms of, you know, examining your application, these are, these are attorneys. These are regular people looking this over, and they are not above reproach. That's why you can, um, that's why you can fight back if you're ever denied a trademark. That's why you can, you know, oppose a trademark if it's out there. You can say, I don't think that that's the right decision. So, um, if Nestle knew somebody on the USPTO board and they just kind of, you know, pulled there and said, look, you know, I'm going to slide you a little something. Just let me get this. But then this little, the vegan, the herbivorous butcher, they didn't forget because they remembered the sting of being denied by the USPTO office. Um, and they're like, um, excuse me, we were first, so what's going to happen? Um, yeah, so we're going to have to wait and see. Again, they are in the discovery phase. They're getting the facts together. But um, 
Sincere 39, you said they should get the trademark. Um, anybody else have an opinion on what should happen? Anybody else? Anybody else? <coughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Guys, I think I'm coming down with a cold. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Yes. Sorry, guys. Uh, I think I'm coming down with something. I feel very congested. It's Life has been trying me, guys, um, but that's okay. We are still here. Um, so, yeah, so those were the stories that I had for you today. We didn't have a lot, but I did want to get on here and talk to you. Um, yeah, I'm going to go make myself some tea after this. You're going to wait? You're going to wait for what? Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so those were the stories that I have for you. Um, we do have some time for Q and A. We've got about four minutes. So if you have any questions about Fox and this OK Boomer show, or if you have any questions about um, the Better Angels Society uh, or the Herbivorous Butcher, I actually wanted to. I actually think they should keep this name. The herbivorous butcher. I like. I like it. I think it's very distinctive. I think it's cute. The vegan. The vegan butcher. You know, it's cool. But I also feel like the word vegan for some people has a negative connotation, and I think herbivorous makes them sound a lot more classy. What do you guys think? And while you know, while we're chit chatting about this, you can drop your questions in the comments. If you have questions about your own businesses, you know, how to get started, if you have questions about contracts, any of that business formation stuff, feel free to ask me right now. Yeah, like I would love, like I think I would prefer to walk into the herbivorous butcher than the vegan butcher. That, But that's just me because I feel like <laughs> the vegan butcher ruffles feathers. Shop SMAR said, I like herbivore better. I like it better too. Keep herbivores. But you know what? If they want to fight for their name, fight for their name because they did apply for it first. So it's not fair that this bigger company that has deeper pockets came with the same application and got it. Something in the milk ain't clean. I think I think Sincere39 was right about somebody being paid off at the USPTO. So we will have to wait and see about that. Um, since the other night said that's why they should get it. Okay. Hi, Stacey Joy. Thanks for joining. We're actually, um, towards the end, but this is the Q and A portion. Um, so if you have questions about business, please drop them here. Since the other night said you will never forget the vegan butcher, but I, I also feel like you wouldn't forget the herbivorous butcher, but I'm also a, like a word Oh, like a word uh, junkie. Like I love learning new words. I love, you know, multi-syllabic words. I don't know. I just, I just love words. I'm a word person. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. What else? What else guys? <laughs> oh shoot. Oh, wait, where's my, um, <laughs> All right, I totally forgot I was recording the podcast and I moved the um and I and I moved the recording thing over, but I'm sure it got it. It's got pretty good sound. Herbivore butcher sounds uppity, but I like it. 
I like uppity words. Shopest on the yard said, love some wordplay. Hi, mom nurse. Yes, I love, I think that's like, I love when people are so creative with words. I feel like vegan is so easy. Um, yeah, so we've got one more minute, guys, for your Q&A. Let me know. If you don't want to ask me here, you can book a free 15-minute consultation. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. That is the link in my bio on Instagram. It is also in the comment box on Facebook. Uh, yes. Let me know, let me know. Um, I'm going to go make me some dinner and some hot tea and see if I can get rid of this congestion. Um, have a good night guys. Bye. What is happening? Hello? And I forgot to turn this off.